Well, there was a lot of hubbub over the weekend with Target. Now, Target under fire. They they pulled the Bud Light by putting all... I couldn't believe that they're doing this. This is just amazing. I'm sure you heard about it. Target, this is weird. So Target decides that it wants to put on display because June is Pride Month. They want to put on display for clothing that is targeted towards infants. They're selling infants tuckwear, meaning that an infant that has had trans... Let's say you have an infant boy and you want, and you think your boy is a girl, and you want him to, and this is up young as two, I think. It's a, called a tuck, and you use your imagination. But it's it's a design to allow you, uh, just like older uh, transgender men who are wanting to transgender to transition to a woman, to be able to tuck their, you know, private parts in a, in a fashion that makes it appear as if they have none. So you can certainly probably understand why parents would be outraged. And they were. And they let it they let Target be known. I'm sorry, but that's just crossing the line. That's that's what they said. And I'm reading and I'm and I'm reading about all these Target stores, women, you go on Instagram and you got mo- mothers that are just going nutso over this. Then it turns out Coles is also doing the same thing if you have a Coles in your, your neighborhood. It's kind of a middle, used to be what the J.C. Penney outlets used to be. It kind of in between Target, but not quite, you know, Macy's. And, uh, and, and they're also putting out pajama wear and all this pro-LGBTQ stuff. And people are livid. So some of the store managers said, well, let's put the stuff in the back. So... You know, when people walk in, they won't see it right in front of them. And and you know who started calling in bomb threats was members of the LGBTQ. Can you believe this? It wasn't it wasn't the parents or the mothers that were outraged, or the people who were outraged. It was the LGBTQ that were th- calling and threatening these stores for backing down against the the bigots. So now people who are against children being transgender. Are, considered transphobes and bigots. See, this is how fast things have progressed because we were all in on making sure that gay and lesbian rights and non-discrimination, you want to get married, go for it. We're all we're all on board for that. But this is now getting into this area that people are just a, a lot, we talked about it with the Dodgers, a lot more uncomfortable about. You know, the Dodgers, it was okay to have Pride Night, but then they added the element of the drag queen show from the Sisters of, what is it, uh, Submersion or Embellishment? I, I can't remember. But anyway, and you, and you got these people that want to hug poles, and I just, I, I just, it's all over, right? It's everywhere, right? So now I want to tell you where it's all coming from. And then we'll get the Jim Cavizio piece in here, and we'll sort of wrap this up. This is, this is not a, this is hard truth. This is house truth, Okay. I am going to tell you what's going on. So you remember a couple of weeks ago, Elon Musk had gotten interviewed and he said something about George Soros and how he thought George Soros was Magneto, which is, uh, you know, the star from the Transformers, an evil caricature. And the media just dogged Elon Musk for saying it. Uh, and it turns out that George Soros is the one that is behind all of this trans movement that we're seeing. And you ask, well, how could that be? 
Why is everything gay? All right, well, let me tell you how the Corporate Equality Index works. And you'll understand why Target and why Bud Light and why all these big corporations are going pride. And the reason is, is because they get a score depending on how many boxes they check off at their corporation. So what is woke? It's called a woke score, the Corporate Equality Index, the CEI. And it judges companies based on how many social progressive issues they are pushing. And if they don't push enough of them, then a group called the Human Rights Campaign, Human Rights Campaign, doesn't that sound official? Sounds like something from the UN, right? And what they do is they send lobbyists and companies, two companies, and give them a list of demands that they must meet. And if they don't comply with these demands, the woke investors then put pressure on the boards, activists are mobilized, advertising campaigns are shut down, and anyone who continues to do business with this now poorly scored company will be penalized. And who is funding the HRC, the Human Rights Campaign? These, so they go in, so they get their lobbyists and they get their board of directors to go to, say, a company like Kellogg. Just recently we heard about Kellogg. They had this thing happen to them where they went in and they said, we don't think you have enough African-Americans on your board of directors, and we think you should join us in Pride Month by slapping on a rainbow flag on your boxes of cereal. Maybe Lucky Charms would be fine. You're almost there anyway. Maybe you can take Choc- Count Chocula and, you know, have him wear a pink hat. But whatever you got to do, you got to show the world that you are pro-LGBTQ and pro-trans. And if you don't, we're going to take our 10 million followers and we're going to sick them on you. And we're going we're gonna to boycott you. And we're going to let it be known that Kellogg, which is a public, publicly traded company, is on the bottom of the list for being CEI. Corporate Equality Index. Remember, it's a credit score. Now, I told you the Human Rights Campaign, but I didn't tell you who funds this organization. It is the Open Society Foundation. Who runs Open Society Foundation? George Soros. So the score is a way of categorizing all of these companies and doing exactly what uh, uh, the guy did in the 70s, Jesse Jackson. He would extort car companies for not selling enough cars to people in Chicago of color. And they would say, well, but that's because they're credit scores. You know, we have to go by credit scores. You, you know, we, we answer to the banks and they expect, well, you've you got a choice to make. You can either lower your standards for credit and sell cars to African-Americans, or we're going to tell everybody that Toyota is a racist company. And this has been going on in America for a while. Al Sharpton pick up, picked up on this a long time. And you might ask yourself, well, why does George Soros care about uh, all of this? Because he knows that LGBTQ can disrupt this country. And we already have heard from George Soros that he doesn't care what the effects are of his policy. In fact, he will benefit financially from policy that is disruptive to any economy. He can, he can hedge against something collapsing. So, for example, we remember about First, First Valley Bank. They, they, they cast their lot with all these social justice issues. They didn't take care of their customers, and they went belly up. And a lot of those social justice issues were tied to LGBTQ, 
BLM, Antifa, and other groups that come in and they destabilize piece by piece. Now, somewhere along the way, George Soros decided that LGBTQ was a perfect wedge that he could use. It could destroy the church. It could compromise all churches. A lot of churches right now are are in conflict with with one another because, uh, for, for example, the Anglican Church just broke off from England because in Africa, they don't go gay. In fact, Uganda just came out and announced that they've increased uh, criminality for homosexuality. That's how extreme they are in Africa. So what does Joe Biden do? He threatens to sanction them. Why? Because he's on on the pro-LGBTQ wagon. Just like they have pride flags in all these different embassies around the world. We are the biggest proponent of homosexuality and transgenderism in the world today. And a lot of countries that used to look to us as being a moral leader, a moral beacon, are now asking themselves, do we really want American culture to infect our children? Do we want our children to start walking around here talking about what body they identify with and what gender they identify with? I would be willing to bet there are a lot of cultures around the world that would say absolutely not. Because they see it for what it is. We don't. That's the strange thing about this. But I'm going to play for you something that I I saw because this transsexualism that we're experiencing now is leading to increased child trafficking, increased child pornography, and increased child sexual abuse. There's a movie coming out in July, if it doesn't get stalled, and Jim Caviezel is in it. And he portrays a real-life character by the name of, I think, Tim Burton who quit his job to save children who were being abducted. Listen to what he had to say. This is about three and a half minutes, so we may not have time to play it. If you were to watch Schindler's List, you would say, boy, that was terrible. I wish I was around that. Maybe I could have done something. You can do something now because they're pulling kids out of the darkest recesses of hell right now in dumbs and all kinds of places. Uh, If a child knows he's going to die, uh, his body will... Uh, secrete this uh, adrenaline um, and they have a lot of terms that they use right now because of a lot of people that are involved in it all over the world that are in this because they're pulling kids out of the darkest recesses of hell right now in dumbs and all kinds of places and these people that do it um, there'll be no mercy for them that was a uh, Jim Caviezel the actor who was speaking via tele video conferencing a group in Tulsa last month talking about the movie Sound of Freedom, which is coming out in July. So shocking, isn't it? Shocking to consider that what he is saying might have truth to it. And we're turning and looking the other way. Uh, Can someone please tell me the truth? This is Speaking Out America. I'm JR. We'll see you the next time.